What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On The Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. about to walk downstairs. Oh, okay. Well, we're okay. live on On The Mat Radio. Oh, oh, great. Hang on one second. Let me get acclimated. Okay. okay. Real quick for the people listening to us. Can you hear me at all, Cody Rhodes? Yes. Yes. Real quick for the people listening to us, uh, even though this is our last show, uh, if you can write me an email or a message to let me know to kill Cody Rhodes, uh, I'll be most appreciative. Uh, yeah, you can <laughs> kiss my ass. Hey, well, you know what? I I think Scotty. Uh, I told him we were gonna go seven thirty, but you want to go ahead and give him a call. Let me let me shoot him a text. Hold on. Of course. And then uh, we'll we'll give the announcements or whatever. Hang on one second here. Hold on, God Hold on, I just hold on. I just went to the wrong message. Hang on. Oh boy, live live radio. It's a fun, isn't it? Fun, isn't it? Okay, I shot him a text, so we're going to go ahead and call him now. So um, let me let that marinate real quick because he's in Puerto Rico. He says he's sick or whatever when I when I called him. So uh, as soon as he picks up the phone, then we could say we're on the mat. Um, I got, we're going to have to squeeze it now, uh, Cody Rhodes, because I got uh, Dan Caldwell, better known as Punk Ass, at 7.30. And then well, we could let him go for a little while because then I booked Ed Saunders for 8 o'clock. Luckily for us, Ed is in Kansas City, and he's wrapping up the weigh-ins out there for LFA tomorrow. So hopefully we should be good to go. So Scotty said, okay, go ahead and give him a call, Cody Rhodes, and we'll get him on the line. As we wait in joyful hope. Uh-huh. Ho- hold on a second. Sure. Okay, sorry about that. Do- doing like three things at one time here. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, even though he has a, a he's in Puerto Rico, uh, that's not considered international, is it? Uh, probably. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic oh, voice dude. system. Three, one, give, him, zero. give him a second. Uh, maybe he he um, he was still what he calling it. Hopefully, I gave you the right number. Hold well, on. he has the same uh, last four digits last as somebody else. Somebody so. else. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right, hang on one second. Oh, shoot, I hit the wrong one. Okay, I shot him a text and we're trying again, so go ahead and um, give it a shot. <laughs> For, he's writing back something, but at least I know he's at the phone, so. Hey, uh, Cody. Yeah. Can you um can you text him the call in number? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Just tell him it's it's just tell him it's Cody Rhodes and tell him that you're um uh, sending him the call in number so hopefully he can he can call that back real quick. While we do that, I can tell the people <clears throat> exactly what's going on here. Um, unfortunately. Got a little backed up, a little bit late, but this is, uh, uh, we 
wanted to talk a little bit in detail about what's happening with On The Mat, what's happening with On The Mat Radio, and things like that. This is absolutely the last show. It's been confirmed by our boss, uh, Scotty Nelson, who we're trying to get a hold of right now. Um, but as I was talking to him, Cody, if you can hear me while you're sending the text, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be out here in Puerto Rico for a while. We're talking maybe at least six to eight months. But once I get back, you know, maybe we can. Uh, his exact words were revamp the show and bring it back in a different style or a different way or something like that. He, dude, we were talking about uh, YouTube and subscribers and how you could use the studio if you have so many subscribers and just a, mm-hmm. a bunch of things. So, so. Even though we haven't been able to do what we kind of want to, he he has been, uh, for lack of a better term, thinking about it or working on it or whatever. Because I always think, man, he's got so much going on. He, I don't even think he's worried about on the mat anymore or whatever. But he did actually bring up a lot of good points if we could do this and, you know, stuff like that. And I talked to Phil. There too, he is. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, pull him up. He gave me the wrong phone number. Who did? Hi, this Hi. is uh, Cody Rhodes. Hi. Scotty. <laughs> you guys hear hey, hey yeah. Scotty, you're live on, on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me? I can hear you guys. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Real quick for the people listeners, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio uh, with your host, Fabi Chulo, and, of course, Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out for the last time. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com, check out all the latest information, all the videos and stuff that they have up there, as well as my lucky gee. Dot com. Make sure you check that out. They gave uh, they had a, a gee. I think it was an A one that they had dropped the price big time. That that they just uh, sold within like five minutes once they put it up. But on the line with us right now. Been trying to get him on for um, you know, like for lack of a better term, like trying to get a hold of President Trump. That's the same as trying to get a hold of Scotty Nelson because he's got so much going on and everything. But we finally were able to get him. So real quick, uh, Scotty. First of all, how are you, my friend? I hear you might be a little bit uh, under the weather right now. I got a little bit of a flu, but I'm doing great now. I'm down here in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So all is good. Now, you know, if, before you came on the air, you know, we, we got a little bit of a late start or whatever. I was I was talking a little bit to Cody Rhodes while we were trying to get the numbers and everything situated. And although this is the last show, I told him we were talking a little bit and said, well, maybe, you know, uh, down the line, maybe uh, once – once you get all your stuff together and and get back, for lack of a better term, into our area, uh, the, I don't want to say the United States because Puerto Rico is part of the United States, but we might revamp the show and come back at a later date. So as far right now, you know, we're talking about that. As far as you're concerned right now, is there a possibility that we might, you know, try to revamp and get everything back going once you get back? I mean, when you're doing stuff like uh, building hospitals and stuff like that. And when I tell people that, they're like, man, that's pretty important, dude, or whatever. So real quick for the people listeners, tell us about, about that venture and what's down the line for On The Mat. Well, absolutely. I mean, with you guys, uh, I hate to see this be the last show after all the years and all your hard work. And, uh, I know we got tons of fans out there, so um, if we can revamp or do whatever we can do, then uh, I'm all for bringing back uh, both you guys and keeping the uh, OTM radio alive. And do you have a specific game plan? I mean, because I talked to Phil um, uh, Velasquez, the the manager over at the warehouse out there in Vegas and stuff, and he's like, man, you know, it'd be great if you guys could come out here because the warehouse, you could even set up a little studio out here or whatever. So Cody and I talked about 
heading out there maybe once in a great while to do a big live show because with Vegas being the fight capital of the world, you remember when you had the Vegas fight shop, we didn't even have to book yes. anybody. We just went there and people would just come. So if if later on down the line we do, you do decide to revamp and, and get back to is that probably going to be one of the first places you'll be looking at? I mean, we could absolutely do that. You know, our warehouse is in the same um, kind of warehouse complex where the UFC fighter show is filmed. So we see people come by all the time and stop in and get some gear and stuff. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think Vegas, we should pick a big UFC and and uh, hit up all of our homies and we can make it into a little party radio show at the warehouse. Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, when uh, when all when everything was going on, or whatever the South Bay um, on the mat was pretty cool. They sold a lot of of uh, for for like lack of a better term, a lot of merch, a lot of shirts, uh, stuff like that. But in Vegas, for some reason, it seemed like you sold a lot more equipment, a lot more uh, like boxing gloves and mouthpieces and stuff like that. Because there's so many gyms and stuff around there. Did you kind of get that same feel? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, man, so many. So the Vegas, Vegas store was always hopping back in the day. Yeah, and you know, uh, it, it kind of sucks because Cody Rhodes, you know, he's been with me for a little while now, and he was just starting to get acclimated to like judo and jujitsu, and 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 you know, we went to some different dojos and stuff to check it out, and then you know, he had to move over to Phoenix. So I was, we're talking about you know, doing live shows, and that's kind of what sets you apart uh, from from other radio shows when you can actually go live. And I I didn't tell Cody this, but I said, you know, I was talking to Maestro, and I was saying, you know, the were where Scotty was smart is when we first did a live show for On The Mat. It was at the one that was in, uh, uh, not, not Ontario, Corona, the, one right? that was, the one that was off the 10 freeway when, when you had yeah, Anderson Corona. Silva. Corona. Yeah, yeah, th- that uh-huh. one. Yeah, and, that and, a big one. Yeah, it was huge, man. Dan Henderson, Anderson Silva, uh, Uriah Faber. I mean, that one was packed. Um, so he, what Scotty said, he goes, well, I'll, you guys should set up right here, which was right where you first come in to the shop. He said, but let me hook up a, a live speaker, you know, a loudspeaker system or whatever. He goes, so that way when the people are standing in line to get, you know, autographs and do the meet and greets, they can actually hear the show so they won't be so bored to stand in line. And I was like, this guy's a freaking genius, man. This guy actually knows <laughs> what he's doing. So, so that when I when we were talking about that, he said, you know, Scotty was smart in in that that he said, yeah, you know, because you know you're standing in line forever. Plus, it was hotter than hot out out there that day, and it was true. The people were like really enjoyed listening to the show, so they had something to do. And like, cause this is, I think that was before cell phones were like really like they are today. Back then, maybe. One out of every five people had a cell phone back then or whatever, so they were bored stiff. So that was my, uh, like, fondest memory of moving over to On The Mat. But I got to tell you, Scotty, man, since we've been on, and, and I'm pretty sure Cody Rhodes could attest this, everybody that we've had on, Jeff Munson, Peter Lestos, you know, guys like that, they said, you know, when you talk about uh, jiu-jitsu, Scotty Nelson was one of the guys that was really uh, dedicated to it. Like, he would always say, hey, man, if you guys want to come stay over here with me and do stuff uh-huh. like that. Now, real quick, uh, can you expand a little bit on that? Because, like, Jeff, Jeff Munson, first of all, did, did you did you meet him out in Brazil? Or when did you? Because the two people, when you think of on the mat, I think of Rafael Lovato Jr. and I think of Jeff Munson. Uh-huh. So, so tell me how you got involved with those two guys. Okay. Um, well, Jeff Munson and I, we met in North Carolina. There was an event called the Pro-Am. 
Um, it was set up by Ed Clay. He was the owner of Janus. He's actually now my business partner in Chips the Hospital and uh, United Cancer Centers. And, um, yeah, so he did that event there, and Jeff was competing. You know, it was like Matt Sarah, Hoyler Gracie, Shaolin was there, Comprito, all these top guys. And, um, you know, they put people in rooms to uh, pair us up in the double rooms, and I shared a room with that crazy mofo, uh, Jeff Munson. And, you know, we just stayed friends, and we were always doing the same events and, and competing and stuff was going on. Um he never came down to my Brazil house, but that is where I met Rafael. Uh, you know, I had this house, um, really big house in, in Brazil, and it kind of became the gringo jiu-jitsu mecca for about three years. Uh, I remember one world we had 18 guys sleeping on my mat at my house in Brazil going to, um, going to compete. So a lot of people came down to Brazil, stayed at my house. Uh, you know, guys like Kevin Florian were down there. Pete the Greek came down. Uh, lots of different um, guys that would come down there and just crash out of my house. Yeah. Well, to to this day, people, like when we had Jeff Munson on and he was going, hey, man, do you guys see Scott? I go, you know, he's so busy that we don't get to see him that much. I go, he was in Vegas not too long ago. And he's like, dude, it, it, when he comes to Vegas and is going to stay for a few days, let me know. I will fly in from Florida to come down just mm-hmm. to come and and uh-huh. uh, kick it with well, them for Florida a little while. A lot uh, <laughs> you should all come down to Puerto Rico. It's beautiful here. Uh-huh. I was going to say that way it is closer, whatever. But it just just goes to show how much you know the that 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 they admire Scotty and stuff like that. And everybody that we talk to says the same thing. They say, man, you know, that guy really and, – and we get a lot of people on the show that say, you know, jiu-jitsu has evolved so much that you can actually make a living from it. You can open a dojo and you can make mm-hmm. money and now you can even compete and make money. So a lot of people say, hey, you know, that's because – Guys like Scotty have have really you know helped to bring it to the forefront and get it out there and and things like that. So I mean we we can appreciate it for sure. I mean uh, Cody Rhodes hasn't been with me too long, but just in the time that he's been with me, he's seen you know how much the people you know admire and stuff like that. So oh real, yeah, no, yeah, you know what I'm talking about Cody. Everybody says that. Oh, so oh, yeah, real quick, Scotty says well, we're running up I against the clock. That. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, do me a favor, just let me know. You know, I know pe- people got lives and stuff like that but um i did get a lot of messages and a lot of emails and stuff of people saying like hey man let us know dude you know let us know what what's going to happen you know with the show or whatever or on the mat um itself you don't know how many people ask me hey when's another shop going to come up or whatever and i'm like you know what he's doing good things right now so you know somewhere down the line we're going to pick it pick it up or whatever so if you could just keep in touch with us let you know just keep us in the mix and, and let us know i'll put that out on my social media and then keep everybody informed how about that you know, that sounds well, that awesome, sounds man, awesome. and I, Cody, we haven't Cody met yet, yet, but I yet. wanted to thank both of you guys for all your hard work over the years, and, you know, hopefully this doesn't end up being the last show so we can yeah. uh, figure something out and get it going again. Yeah, for sure, and I, I think I can speak for Maestro when I say, you know, uh, Ed Soros was good enough to come up to us and say, hey, look, man, you know, I'm I'm going to uh, sell sell the brand to this company or whatever, and I was, dude, we were dying. We were like, man, what are we going to do now? And I don't even think it was, it was probably two or three days, and we talked to Scott, and he's like, dude, come over here. He goes, just come over here, and we'll take, and we were, it turned out seven years. So I was like, damn, I was one of those people that's like, thank God that Scotty was around. So 
from from I'm pretty sure I can speak for Maestro and for for Cody Mills. I just want to say we appreciate it, man. We really do, and hopefully, Definitely. good Definitely. thing, yeah, good things to come. All right, my man. Well, I appreciate it. I love you guys very much, and I wish the best for everybody, and make sure you keep in touch. Okay, for sure, Scotty. I'll get with you. For the people, this is check out Scotty Nelson. You can, he keeps everybody up to date on his Facebook, social media, and stuff like that, and he'll keep us all informed. All right, Scotty, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. And check out my hospital, ship.org, C-H-I-P-S-A, hospital.org. We're one of the leading integrative cancer therapy hospitals in the world, and um we actually attack cancer a lot like a mixed martial arts fight. Yeah. It's really a lot cool of stuff. And you do put a lot of stuff like that up on your social media. So we'll, we'll give that address sure at the is. end of the show to Chispa Hospital. Um, we'll make sure we get that. All right, Scotty, man. Appreciate it, dude. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right, my friend? All right. You guys right. take care. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Hey, that was quick. <laughs> I that was sent folks. I know, you know, I hate to. I hate to. You know, Dan Caldwell, who I have a lot of respect for. Um, uh, you know, his it was it was mask and it was punk ass and them. So, but I feel kind of silly saying that. You know, hey, we're gonna go punk ass or whatever because you know who's all matured or whatever. So, um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. we'll say Dan Caldwell. How's that? Uh, but he was, you know, it's it's funny because he he. I, I got so now? much. Of, um, give me like one minute. I, 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 I he was. Uh, I would. I don't want to say the, the more silent partner, but he was always more the businessman. You know, from from the uh, from that mm-hmm. side. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. We're gonna talk about uh, how we met and stuff like that, and and how he. But he was always a big supporter of us too. He was always telling Charles, "Hey man, won't you bring the locals?" You, hey, you know what we should do? We should take the locals or whatever. So he was always right there, too. So go ahead and give him a call. Um, Cody Rhodes will get him on. I got, you know, it, it kind of sucks that I didn't get to talk to, to Scotty too much, but it was good because he was sick. So we kind of got him on, get the basis uh-huh. of what we needed uh-huh. to talk about, and then he's out of there. So, hey, hopefully later on down the line we'll be able to bring it back. That would be nice. That would be nice. Well, yeah, sorry about that. Thing. Had to take a drink. Thing. Thing. Well, Maybe one of these days, Cody, I'll be able to give you the right numbers. Um, what else? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wrong I'll be phone number. I'll be number. I'll be able to learn to set up the equipment. What else? Uh be able to email you the uh, you know what I was gonna do? I was gonna send you the um the two mics, the two recorders, just send them to you uh. UPS or, <laughs> <laughs> and then you can just hook them up. I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> I figure we'll we'll figure it out some way. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll just do a road trip to Vegas. How about, How about that? Yeah, that would be sweet. Hello. Hey, PA, it's Fabiano. You're live on On the Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Oh, what's up? 
Hey, real quick before we before we get going, for the people listeners, you're here. You're at On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out and on the line with us right now. Somebody I've been wanting to get to talk to for such a long time. But you know, when you're a businessman and you're busy and you're doing stuff, you know, you you got to catch them when they can. Uh, my man Dan Punk Ass Caldwell, how are you, my friend? Long time no talk. What's up, brother? I know. You can call me any time, though, man. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it, and, and it's a trip, man, because, you know, you get older and your kids get older and you're doing stuff, you know, and all that. And then every once in a while you go on social media. And let me tell you something. First of all, before we even get into any of all that, we've had uh, Sa Awad on here and we've had uh, Juan the Spaniard Archuleta. And I always tell those guys that that's probably – one of the most beautiful families I've ever seen. Uh-huh. But then when you go to Every time. when you go to when you go to PA's uh uh social media and uh-huh. that's gotta be the most beautiful family. I mean, oh that's it easily the top three. As like one of the most I like when I see them, I wanna like bring a bring a pie or something and just come wow. over and hang out. That's like the most beautiful That's family me aside. That's not counting me. That's like you gotta pull me out of that equation. No, the whole it's it's the whole package, my friend, but Anyways, you know, uh, uh, it's funny because, you know, uh, you know, we, we were tap out for so long, and then it was it was pretty cool because Ed Sorres, right after uh, that, he came and he said, hey, man, why don't you guys come over here and work with me with Sinister and all that, and we worked with him for about a year, and then right after that, uh, on the mat came, Scotty's like, dude, come over here with us, you know, and I ended up working with him for seven years. Maestro's actually gone on uh, to, you know, he got promoted at his job, so I haven't been with him for at least at least five years or so but you know i was talking to cody before before the uh uh we had you on and i was telling him i said you know when we first were, were with tap out when we it, dude it had to be early 2000 maybe 2001 or so did you happen to see the picture that i put up uh that we were going to be late um podcast i'm sorry dan <laughs> I, 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 no. <laughs> no i didn't see it last picture i saw you you save one of your wrestling female girls coming out yeah. the top of the rope or something. That that's actually my daughter. She's 24 years old now and she's wrestling. What? So yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you it's it, it's a family awesome. affair, but the picture I put up is the one it was the second time that you guys came down uh when we had the little uh studio in uh Sunset and Hobart. And and that picture yeah. right right I there. That studio. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because I was telling Cody, I go, you know, Charles was always the one that would come and say, hey, look, man, I think you guys got something here. Let's do this and, you know, let's do a radio show. I said, but, you know, PA was always the one that was like, hey, bro, let's bring the locals. Hey, let's take the locals. You know, you were always like telling, let's take the locals here, you know, and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm going to give you my best memory. Okay, of of when we were all together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the the funnest times that I've ever had, and the best times that I ever had, was when we uh, doing the filming for the um, for the versus show, because we would always meet you guys in Vegas and stuff. And we were just talking one day. We, uh, I forget what happened, but for some reason we had you with us, and we were going to take you back to Caesars because you were staying out there. And we were talking about getting a, a tattoo. My Esther and I were like, dude, we're going to get a tap out tattoo. And you yeah. said, stop. <laughs> he said, stop the truck. If you guys get it right now, I'll pay for it. And we made a U-turn and went and got him that day. That was probably my fondest memory. You remember that day? 
Yeah, I yeah. do, brother. That was that was amazing. <laughs> we had so we had many so great memories, memories of, of you know building, building the business, the and that was that definitely sticks out in one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and it was it's it was crazy because when we first got together, and and uh, Charles said, "Hey, we'll come down to the warehouse, you know, so we could rap a little bit about doing this and that." And yeah, you had like yeah. one one little small building. Just the uh, the little building, and I think I think Scrape was actually pulling shorts, putting them in a box to send them out, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, within I think maybe it must have been maybe a couple of years or so, two or three years, um, we went to go do a live broadcast, and that's when you guys had Kimbo Slice. Yeah, yeah. I have, dude, to this day I have never seen a longer line or more people for a signing. Then when he, because it went, you remember it was on the ground and it went all the way up the hill, made it left and was almost to the yeah, freeway yeah. when that dude was there. You remember that day? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And you what? What's crazy is you guys really saw us grow. Yes. You saw the beginning. You know, you saw when we were small. You know, in 2001 when we came up to your studio, that was actually probably one of my favorite times with you guys. Yeah, because, because you were in this little room, room. but and, and we walked in there, and you know that was our that first was our radio, first interview, radio ever? interview ever. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So you know, so, for us, you know, that's, for that's, us that's that's like a marquee like a moment. moment. We talked about yeah, that for that. years and years and years <laughs> about how <laughs> that came from there. You know, that was always the first interview, the first people that ever wanted to know what we had to say. And so that was that was that was a Beautiful moment. How do you say that? Yeah, and it was. It's funny because I have it, but I have it. We they used to give us these cassettes, and we used to put everything on cassette, and then the director would would listen to them and tell if the, if they were okay. So I still I I gotta try to get that thing on a CD or whatever. But but you know you uh, both all three of you pulled us to the side and said, hey man, you know I think you got something here because Charles was going, I don't even know who you guys were if you even knew our product and all that. But it, that's when Tap Out was really starting to come to the forefront, and we knew we were reading about it magazines and stuff like that so it really started to 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 bubble up from there so as we moved on and and kept going with tap out and stuff like that that's when uh to me when when we went to do that live uh show and saw the line that people had going all the way around to me i thought man this has got to be the epitome of mma because i've never seen that many people in my life, you know, for one thing, but it just evolved so much from there. So what I'm, the point I'm trying to get to, uh, PA is, you know, back then, I hate to sound like that grizzled old man, but we just used to have fun, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, we just used to hang out oh, and, and, and just have fun. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dude, yeah, there's another, another, you know, they'll, they'll always they'll speak always about those about moments, those like, moments. you know, maybe you know, the beginning maybe of baseball, baseball or, you know, you yeah. watch movies watch now, there's going to be a movie about the beginning of, of mixed martial, martial arts one day that one day really that tells really the story tells with, with uh, the greatest, you know, actors of the time, you know, maybe it's going to be 20 years from now or 50 years from now or 100 years from now, but they're going to talk about that moment right there, you know, 2001 to 2000. 2007, yeah, or 2010. You know, right in there, those moments, those moments that we lived it, those are the key moments of of mixed martial arts, right there. Yeah, yeah, because everybody was just having fun, and it was a struggle because everybody was trying to get it out there. So everybody kind of had the same 
like the same thing in common. We were all trying to get it out there. And, and we were having fun doing it. We were yeah. working hard and having fun doing That's what I'm saying. When we, you know, when we be in the uh, the trailer or whatever, just talking and having fun, that was like some of the best times, you know, that I ever had or whatever, for sure. But you know. We all move on and everything, you know, when we moved on to Sinister and kept the radio show going and then moved on to On the Mat, which just speaks to how well things have, have, you know, have evolved or whatever. Because now uh, with with MMA, you know, there's so many – to me, uh, the the UFC was smart to have somebody like Ed Sorres. And he kind of doesn't like for us to say like a feeder system because it's its own entity. But when you have somebody like that that knows fighters and knows what to look for, I think that's what – uh, why LFA is so successful. So do you still keep keep in the mix at all with them and Mary? You kind of moved on to your other businesses. Nah, you nah, know what, you though? Know I'm, what always I'm always in the, in the to me, the adrenaline fighting space, I'm kind of like, yeah. it's hard for me to leave that space because yeah. I, I still love mixed martial arts, but you know what? I find myself going, you know, how do you explain this? Like, when I was in it, I wanted to see it all the time. But I'm not like a true fan. I'm I'm a doer. And when, I, when I'm not doing anymore, I kind of found my way to move on, you know, kind of pull out a little bit and do my own thing. So I haven't really been to UFC in a while because... I just don't, it's not, you know, it's not what I do every day. Yeah. I have other, you know, I'm starting other businesses. I have other companies. I have, you know, new kids and, you know, all kinds of things going on. Yeah. that's got married, all kinds of things. Yeah. That's the same with our boss. He he was, you know, he was in Mexico and he said that it was so bad out there that he built, you know, he ended up building two hospitals out there in Mexico, and now he's working on one in Puerto Rico or whatever. So, you know, people just, just kind of move on. But we've always stayed in the mix just because, especially now, like jiu-jitsu is really, like with Eddie Bravo and the Eddie Bravo Invitational yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. It's yeah. really, being like, guys are getting paid now for jiu-jitsu tournaments and stuff like that. So that's kind of where we stayed in the mix. And that's and a great like thing. That's what we yeah. always wanted. We wanted that to happen. Exactly. You know, we, we, were, we saw the day that someday... And you know what? All, you know, all the things that I think we all talked about was going to happen one day where every what used to be all these Taekwondo studios and Kung Fu studios were all going to turn into mixed martial arts studios. Or at least those places are teaching some sort of mixed martial arts studios. And that's what yeah, it has, has, has happened. That's what it's become. become. And, and then, you and know, then mixed martial arts, the open song that one day was going to be as big as football or basketball or baseball, you, know, you would see it on mainstream television. And so I felt like, you know, even though maybe we didn't directly contribute to that stuff happening, we weren't Dana White. I give those credits to Dana White and Lorenzo. But, yeah, we were there, and we did our part. And we were, I just say we're blessed to be a part of that moment, you know, because I think that's history. That's history. We're all part of that moment. We can always talk about you know. First of all, I was rocking it, rocking chair, talking about how we contributed to mixed martial arts. That's what we're going to be talking about. And our, and our grand, grand, great, 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 great grandkids are going to be laughing at us. Like, come on, Jeff, why you didn't do that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I agree 100%. Let me tell you something. When we were with Tap Out Radio and we were at, at – 
like at the epitome of, of, of being with Tap Out Radio. We never struggled for a guest. We had people calling us, hey, bro, can I come on for like 15 minutes or whatever? We'd go do a live show, and we put that Tap Out Radio banner up, and never ha- – I mean, Eddie would come from downstairs uh, coaching guys to uh, at Grappler's yeah, Quest yeah. you know, to, to come up and get on the show and stuff like that. I mean, we never had a problem. It really, really uh, 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 helped us out a lot. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Well, let me, let me real quick. I got to get this out real quick for the people listening to so You're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. Got my man, Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now, Dan Punk-Ass Caldwell from the original Tap Out Days. We're talking about, you know, what was going on. Two things that I want to I wanna get to before, uh, you know, since we're running uh, up a little bit against the clock. The first one, which was huge was we all went down to Grappler's Quest. It was at Durango High in Las Vegas, and that was yep. the first yep. major um, super fight. It was Mark Lehman against uh, Hiron Gracie. And do you remember that? Yep. There was I like 3,000 people in that high school gym. Uh, I mean, that was yep. huge. Yep. And that right there, when uh, it was funny because, it, you know, it, it was funny because Skyscrape was, was at the – remember before they had that little machine where you put the carbon paper and then you take the credit card and you yeah. run it across yeah. the – he was he was sitting there, dude, and he was just running that thing, and you were were giving change. I mean, you guys were just busy that yeah, day. Yeah. And then they started the super fight, and there were so many people that the the fire marshal came and was only letting like three thousand people. We all had to go sit in the the stands and all that. So, w- would you agree that that was probably the, the thing that that pretty much set it off as far as like you know. The, the the huge jiu-jitsu tournaments and MMA and stuff like that because I would say yeah, when you can pack yeah. three thousand people into one gym that that's got to be it right yeah, yeah. well <laughs> so so we thought but you know I mean I think uh, Abu Dhabi kind of growing I still think oh, yeah. room for this sport to get so much bigger man I think we're just gonna take some collaboration between the groups to make it to really grow really it grow and make it. it. I, I, I love what I they were doing that last that fight. Last I, I, um, I'm um, not sure exactly who exactly that on, but where Eddie Bravo fought Oiler. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, was, at Metamorris. Metamorris, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I love what they did. That's yeah. one thing that I, I did watch. I haven't watched a lot of years. I picked them up here and there, like if I did a cowboy fight or whatever, I'll pick them up. Actually, Cowboys out here, I'm in Vancouver, Canada right now, and Cowboys fighting this weekend out here in Vancouver. Yeah, but, uh, that's pretty yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, I to watch those things, but man, I could just that. I saw that grappling event, and I, I've been training at Baja Gracie out here. And I, I think that, uh, you know, when I saw that event come out, I was like, this is how events need to be run. Like, that was exciting. I had a, I had a good time watching that show, and it was crazy. Like, what a great way to do that. It's class A, it looks like. We, we, we all did. I mean, it was, and, and it was funny because Joker w- was there. And and he was like in shape, man. I mean, he was like in the best shape I've ever seen him. Really? And he's, really? Yeah, he's standing in line at the weigh-ins, and and this is how crazy he is. He the line was at least twenty, thirty people deep. So I thought he was competing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm talking to him and stuff, and he finally gets up there and and he weighs in, and they said, "Oh, you're at one sixty-eight or something like that." And he steps off the scale, and I go, "Well, what are you gonna fight at?" He goes, "No." Nah. He goes, "I was just checking my weight." And he just stood in line. <laughs> For, for a half hour, just oh, a classic joke. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so that and and then one more, but before we get out of here, um, it was we were at the Mandalay Bay because that used to be the hotbed where they used to have all the big UFC fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, tap, and tap out had a big uh, uh, 
party for the sponsors. It was at the Las Vegas Vice Shop that was down there in the Mandalay Bay. And and we had just came from, we were doing something out there with the radio show. And we see uh, Punk Ass right there, and we're like, hey, what's up, bro? And he's like, hey, man, and we're talking. And then Holders Gracie comes by, and he goes, locals, what's up, bro? And we're talking to him. And, and I can't, like three or four fighters came by, and they're like, dude, what's going on? Yeah, let us do your radio show and, and all that. And, and I can see Punk Ass just looking like, what the hell's going on? And then he's talking, he goes, all these guys. And you go, well, well why don't you stay for two more days? And you gave us your credit card and let us stay for two more days at Did the Mandalay. Yeah. You, you remember that day? Ah, uh, you know uh, what? I don't know that specifically, <laughs> but I don't doubt it. You know, it's like, yeah. I wanted to have that doubt. I mean, you know how fun that is. You know, like, oh, yeah. There. But yeah, so, those were those, I mean, you'll never forget those moments because it was just a group all trying to push for one thing, and we just all were having fun, man. It was well, a moment you can't retrieve. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever have that type of. Type of Moment again, moment not in this martial arts. No, and in business now. And just, just like a, it was like a family because uh, we we stayed. So we went and we checked in. We 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 got our rooms. We came back. We gave uh, Punk Ass the credit card. And Charles comes down and, yeah. he, and he asked yeah. what was happening. And and you told him. So we, uh, it was funny because Joe Rogan invited us to go see his comedy thing. But we were so tired from the day. We said, Ah, oh, you know, yeah. we're gonna go up yeah. and go to bed. So it's about a quarter to nine, and there's a knock at the door. I go, the hell's coming at the door? Open the door. It's Charles. He had a, a huge, like those big army bags full of shirts and pins and just <laughs> shorts and all this stuff. And I go, what's up, man? He goes, hey, man, if you guys are going to stay, you need to be in tap-out stuff. So here's a bag. And he must have gave us probably at least ten shirts and about five or six shorts apiece, plus a bunch of other stuff. Oh, I mean, awesome. it was just, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just never a problem. It was just so – and see, people, they don't hear the backstories like that. They just hear the stuff like that. But we were always well taken care of, um, never, you know, had a – I mean, there's a picture that I have on my laptop, and I, I have everything yeah. tapped yeah. out down to the shoes and the socks. I mean, it was just, and it was funny because we'd, we'd go to the warehouse and, and you would tell us, hey, man, you see these shoes? You, what do you think about them? we go, oh, these are cool or whatever. And then a week after, we had like two or three pair or whatever. It was really, I mean, it was always, you know, cool. We And we didn't even have to ask. They just send them to us or whatever. So anyways, I'm, I'm just, the reason I'm bringing all this up is because we've been, you know, I kept, I kept going. Maestro stopped about five, six years ago or whatever, but I mean, because people, yeah, I, to, yeah. to this day, I still have brand new tap-out stuff that I wear every once in a while. And people, you know, when I go to work for King of the Cage or whatever, I'll sport it. And it's funny because yeah, Cecil yeah, Peoples, yeah. Cecil uh, Peoples uh, is always trying to steal my stuff. He's like, hey, bro, why don't you let me get them, <laughs> the, those, yeah. He's like, why don't you let me get that jacket, bro, because I had the real nice ones with the writing on the sleeves and stuff like that, so I have to hide my stuff yeah, yeah. from him. But that's what I'm saying. And I'm like, hey, dude, you know, uh, it, uh, the memories I have all good memories from there. We just used to have so much fun, and it was like a family and stuff like that. So even though uh, it, it's coming to an end, you know, we've been going almost fifteen, sixteen years. But at least you know I have that to look back on. And Maestro feels the same way. I mean, I talk to him all the time, and he's like, "Yeah, bro, I miss those days and all that." So I appreciate you coming yeah, on just yeah. just to talk for a little while, just to reminisce about those good old days or whatever. Yeah, so brother, yeah, brother. yeah, I just wanted no, to say thank you. I mean, that's a longer run than most, brother. Like nobody goes that long. That's a long run. We're all guaranteed one thing, and that's change. You know, everything's going to change at some point in our life. And you know, you know. Everything, Everything, well, nothing's going to last forever. forever. Mm -hmm. The 
the important part is that you have fun during the time you're doing it and you enjoy what you're doing when you're doing it. And when, you know, it starts to, when you feel that change coming, when you feel like you've got to, you know, flip the sales, then, you know, that's what you do. You do it. You know, I had a company, we had to sell the company, and for, and so, I'm like, daughters and daughters. We had to sell the company, and so we, you know, we sold, we ended up selling the company. We knew things. It wasn't the same without Charles. Yeah. Charles passed. It's like, it's just this, this isn't the same business anymore. I don't. Yeah. Nobody I have to run to to call up at one in the morning, or you know, we talk to one in the morning, or sit there and talk in our driveway for four hours. You know, I don't have that person anymore, and it's just time to move on. It's time to go on to the next thing. Exactly. And, you know, now I got a new company and a new partner, and nothing will ever be like me and Charles. Nothing. Like, we'll, I'll never have that again. But I have a new partner that's cool, my new company, and, you know, we enjoy those types of moments, too, and, you know, building a company, and that's what you have. You know, you have the next thing. But I think we your daughter, all. You know, your, your daughter goes through all that stuff. <laughs> and it's funny because a lot of things that Charles uh, passed on to us is what I tell her because I wore that that super fluorescent uh, green. Uh, stuff to live radio broadcasts, and she'll say, why are you wearing that? I go, you know what? That's how people notice you. you you're walking through, and they say, look at that dude with that lime green thing or whatever. I said, that's the way Charles was. He goes, people look at me with my makeup, and I'm like, yeah, I took a good look, but they always knew who I was, you know, and punk ass always had the sunglasses yep. on, and Skyscrape always had that hair and stuff, and I'm like, man, you know, just just little things like that have went on, you know, to, to when we do our radio show, just a little things like that that he taught us. So, hey, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you guys did for us. No matter what anybody yeah, says, no matter what anybody does, that was the, that's what started everything, man. I mean, really, everybody had a passion, and it just grew from that day. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, brother. I love you guys. Yeah. Congratulations on, on reaching this pinnacle moment. And uh, and I know you're, you're, whatever you do, you're going to be great at it. That was a that was a great that was a great 15 years, man. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy that long ago. Yeah, that was a, that was a great 15 years. Watching yeah, for you always. sure. I'll still follow you on Instagram. So I'll be looking for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll keep in touch through there. I always put up the pictures and stuff like that. I appreciate you putting up your pictures and stuff like too. So we're kind of keeping in the loop. So hey, man, a million thank yous for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I know my man Cody. Rhodes, who's just uh, getting acclimated to his stuff or whatever, appreciates it too. And of course, I think I can speak for my ass when I say, hey man, we appreciate everything you did for us. All right, my yeah, man? Thank you, guys. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and we'll keep in touch for sure, man. All right, bro. For the okay, people listening, don't forget. For sure, bro. For sure. For the people listeners, make sure you check out um, all the latest stuff on all the social media. I put all the stuff up there so you can follow everybody. Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Dan, punk ass Caldwell, make sure you check him out. Hold on a second. Sorry, I was sending uh, uh, was sending Ed Soros a text. Yeah, hey man, um, you know to 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 get 
Punky has a, back on the air for a while because he's been out of the loop for a while. It was it was pretty cool, you know, to to get him back on. He was uh, the the businessman behind everything, you know, and really really uh, like I was saying, you know, he'd say, "Hey man, I don't know, you know, you guys uh, knew this many people, and so many people were happy to see us because they were on the show." He's like, "Dude, watch, stay for two more days," and for him to give us his credit card. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, all right. Yeah, and, you know, we awesome. never took it. And, like, you know what? We never took advantage of it because we didn't need to. We went and got our rooms. Um, yeah. we, we gave him the card back. And, like I said, within within an hour, Charles came up with a big – I mean, dude, that bag was huge. I'll never forget it. It had socks. It had shorts. It had – I mean, everything. And, and Charles was like, if you guys are going to stay, you need to be in tap-out stuff. And I was like – all right, no problem. And and some of that stuff I I still have to this day. So it was it was just awesome, man. That was just you know great great times back then and all that. So I appreciate him coming on. It it sucks that Charles died. It was the the worst thing that could have ever happened. We we had so much fun, and the man was so smart, and and he was a type of person kind of like Scotty and Ed that was like, dude, just do this, just f these guys, just go uh-huh. do this or whatever. So it was really cool, but. Anyways, Ed Sorres is ready to go. Hopefully, I gave you the right number, Cody Rhodes. If you can give him a call, let's get him on so we can talk to, to Ed. Hello, hello. Hey, Ed, it's Fabiano. You're live on on the Mac. Can you hear me, my friend? What's up, man? Ah, oh, it's good. so good to hear from you. Real quick for the people, listeners, you're here. You're at On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out, and on the line with us right now. Um, since this is the last show, it's just so good to to have this going. And uh, Ed Sorres, but real quick, Ed, I tried to, to do the trifecta because you know I wanted to have Punk Ass on first because we would tap out, and then you, and then Scotty, but it went all the way backwards. We had Scotty on first, and then Punk Ass. It it doesn't yeah. even matter as long as those three were all on him because, you know, Scotty Nelson and Punk Ass do that mean. Yeah. We've all been in this business since the jump. And, you know, Ed, I, I got to tell you, man, I mean, all what everybody had in common was was the same goal. It was funny because when we were talking to Punk Ass, we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, we were with Tapa for almost, I think, almost seven years, yeah. six or seven yeah. years. And then when that's everything what I, that's was what I met you. Yeah, and it was funny because after it was over, um, Ed was like, hey, man, he goes, come over here, man. I got my Sinister brand. You know, we're going to make a deal with Kmart. I want to use your radio as a vehicle. And we were like, heck, yeah, man. So we went over there. And the funniest part, though, was when we went to Black House, and, and he said, let me get you guys some gear or whatever. And and he had a, uh, boxes everywhere. And he goes, God dang it, the 3X is way in the middle. So he had to go all through all the boxes to find the 3X right, for right. us. <laughs> so that was hilarious, dude. But, hey, but I, we to this day, we appreciate you making that trip back there to go get the stuff for us. So, and, and then, you know, it was funny because for Sinister Radio, we did a, a live broadcast at On the Mat in South Bay. And and yeah, uh, yeah. after that, it's like, hey, you know, I just want to let you go. Which, to this day, and Maestro, when I was talking to him, he said, you know, please tell Ed. The the thing I appreciate about Ed the most is that he's up front because he called us and said, hey, look, man, this is what's happening. You guys are more than welcome to keep the Sinister Radio brand or whatever. And and that it was funny because not even two days after that, Scotty called and goes, hey, bro, come over here. Just just come over here and we'll you know we'll take yeah, care of you and all that. Yeah, we sold the company in 2010. Exactly, exactly, and um, you know we went right over. So uh, 
to me, that's what everybody had in common. They had a common goal. Hey, man, we want to get this out there. You know, we want to make sure people see this and bring MMA to the forefront and, you know, let the people know. So I think that's why, you know, everything worked out for the way it, I it mean, worked out. When you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you think, when you think about, about that and, and you're saying, saying that, remember we had that show, um, show um, Passing the Guard. That the guard. Yes. And, and passing and the, passing guard, the actually, guard, actually, Scotty used to go with me go on these trips and drew my cameraman. And and the first sponsors of passing the guard was Pop Out and Sinister. And I can remember, I called Charles and I said, hey, dude, I can have an opportunity to put the first MMA show on 3TV. And we started bringing all the fights from Brazil, and we created the show Passing the Guard. And by the end of the first season, uh, we uh, we were the high, second highest shows Saturday night down at midnight uh, on the L.A. Orange market. Oh, yeah. It used to come on Channel 56, KDOC. I used to stay up all night to make sure I watched. We used to have, that was when Alan Goez was armbarring people. and That's when they were fighting just in the little calzoncillos, just a pair of trunks and gloves. That's it. And they were just going yeah, at it. Yeah. That was was so awesome. And then you know, it just it, you want to talk about somebody who moved on. Ed just kept kept pushing and kept moving on. And now with LFA, and it was funny because we were talking to both Scotty and Punkins, and I'm saying, you know, that that's why LFA is such a great uh, uh, show because somebody like Ed, who's been in the business for so long, man, he knows what works. Man, he sees, hey, man, this guy can go. We should bring this guy and and things like that. And that's what. And plus, there's no substitute for experience you know ed you've been around for such a long time you've seen it all or whatever i think that's why lfa is 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 such a good show you know what i'm saying i'm not not trying to not just because well, you're on the well, show but i'm just telling you well, you know what i mean you, man. But, but, <laughs> I, I appreciate that but i can say this man the reason why i feel the lfa is what it is what it is really because the team we have man. and yeah. pound for pound we're the best we're team the best in the market team, man. you know we have the matchmakers uh, Sven Bean, who's my partner mark there he's our matchmaker everyone that helps that helps the the operations go everyone down to the guys who sat the kingdom i mean we we have we have uh we're kind of like you know, the UPS is the yeah, tightest shit in the shipping, shipping business. Well, we're the yeah. tightest shit in the MMA business. Well, it's funny because Mark Beery used to work at the Las Vegas OTM fight shop, and he has a belt because he won his division at Grappler's Quest. And and when they were getting yeah. ready to shut it down, I was looking at his belt. I go, dude, this belt is awesome. He goes, just take it, bro. Just and I go, no, man, yeah. I'm, not gonna t- I'm not gonna take. It. He goes, no, if you want it, dude, just take it or whatever. And I'm like, no, man, I can't take your belt. But that's just the the, the type of guy was that, that he was is. That, was that Scott Perry or Mark Perry? I thought it was Mark Berry. You might be right. Like, maybe, 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 maybe Mark did work there, but I know Scott owned it with Scott. Yeah. Scott. Yes, yes. And let me tell you something. When that one shut down, that, that, I was crying that day. Because we could, cause yeah. since yeah. Vegas is like the hotbed of, of mixed martial arts, we didn't even have to book anybody. We would just go down and set up, and just people would just keep coming. You know, fighters and yeah, and, yeah. and boxers and the people from Money Mayweather from across the street. It was just really re- – that's the one shop that I didn't want to go down. But we had Scotty on earlier, <clears throat> and even though he's, you know, he's doing things, you know, building hospitals and stuff like that, he's like, look, I'm, I'm hoping um, – I'm only going to be in Puerto Rico hopefully another six or eight months. When I get finished, I really would like to revamp – and come back with another show and open up in Vegas since it's the hotbed or whatever. So all hope is not lost. You know what I mean? I think somewhere down the line yeah, we might yeah. be able to come back or whatever. But, you know, I, I got to tell you, man, the 15-year the fifteen year run that I had 
was just awesome because just to see it grow, the the sport just grow, and even in jujitsu. You know, like we were talking about a lot on this show, you know, a lot of guys come on here and say, you know, I can actually make a living doing jiu-jitsu. We have all these tournaments. You know, of course, Abu Dhabi's always been the pinnacle, you know, of, of, of jiu-jitsu and all that. But it just, you know, it, it's really grown. You know, everything, not not only MMA, but jiu-jitsu as well. Would you agree? Oh, 100%. I think jiu-jitsu, grappling, grappling is, is, you know, a lot more people are starting to understand it and mixed martial arts and just the general fan is getting a lot more educated on the ground. Before, people didn't really quite understand it and think more and more, you know, the fans are getting more educated and they start to get, you know, they start breaking it down. They like watching boxing matches. They like watching jiu-jitsu matches. They like watching grappling matches. They like watching. You know, they like watching all the different disciplines separately. Right. I, I I agree. I mean, it's just really, really a lot. But anyways, real quick for the people listeners, you're here. You're on the mat radio with Bobby Chulo. Got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out on the last big show of a great run. And, of course, we're talking to Ed Soares. Don't forget, big LFA coming up uh, tomorrow night, LFA 76. It's uh, Ogden against Brown. It's at the... Uh, Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas. Don't forget, uh, Kansas, you can always check it out on Access TV. So you're actually out there right now, right, Ed? Yes, I am. Yes, I'm, I out am. Here, I'm out here, uh, I'm out here I'm at, at, um, in Wichita. In We're staying in Wichita, 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 Wichita. Yeah, how'd the weigh-ins go? The way, the way, man. Everyone, everyone's good. We're gonna have some good, 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 you know, good night of fights, and you know, uh, you know. So we're looking forward to it. You know, tomorrow night is not the last night of the LFA, but tomorrow will be the last, potentially the last night that the LFA will be on access TV. Uh huh. And what do you call it? Are you gonna move on to a different channel, or are you gonna? Is it gonna to go to a? Uh, uh, yeah, kind of yeah, 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 apps? yeah, we're in talks we're right now to figure out, figure out, what, out you know, what we're gonna do. But things are a lot of good things. Eventually, I think hopefully in the next month or so, we'll be able to, you know, let everyone let everyone know. Yeah, well, you know, for the people listening to us, we talk a lot about this on the show. You don't see what goes on. I mean, there's no rest for the rest for the weary. I remember when you guys had him over here at the hangar in the OC, man, Ed, I saw Ed maybe twice that night. I mean, he was all over the place. Even after the show, he's making sure, you know, this gets taken care of. And, and, you know, and especially at the weigh-ins, if guys don't come in on weight, you know, you got to figure out what you're going to do and contracts and stuff like that. So, you know, that's why we had a show like this so that we could let people know, hey, man, you don't just sign a waiver and, and you go fight. There's a lot that goes into it and, and you know, things like that. So that's why it's good to have somebody like Ed on the show. But, you know, I, I got to tell you, man, I, uh, Ed Suarez is one of the people that I respected the most in the business because he's always been professional and he was always good to us. I mean, we were just two Mexican kids coming from Tapout, and he like, hey, man, come over here. And, you know, we, we learned a lot, learned a lot from the business especially from Ed because he's always been so professional. He's always taken the time, you know, to do. I remember when we were there one day, we had an appointment with Ed because he was so busy. And he goes, hey, Fabi, come here for a minute. And I'm like, hey, how went?" He goes, you know what, have you, this is when the, I, uh, the iPhone first came out. And Ed was just fascinated. He goes, did you hear about this iPhone that you can actually do this and that? Are you remember that day, Ed? 
I do, man, because I, 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 I didn't want to convert over that thing. Yeah, imagine that was funny because that was the first time and Ed was talking about it. Now you can't live without it. There's so much, you know, that, that you have or whatever. But, hey, man, just a lot of memories like that, a lot of memories of Ed having us go get the breakfast for him at the corner of Black House and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all that stuff meant meant the world to us, man. I mean, we always had a good time. It was all just like a, like a family, and everybody was, you know, uh, working towards one goal, you know, and I'm just glad to see uh, stuff like that, like Ed taking over uh, LFA and doing really well, you know, um, Scotty, even though he's moved on to other stuff, he, he took us in too, man, he was like, hey, bro, come over here, ended yeah, up being with yeah. him for quite a long time, man, so to me, that meant the world, just people <laughs> just did like that, that took the time, you know, to help us out, and we took a lot for there, so I just want to say thank you to Ed, you know, oh, hopefully man, later on down the line, yeah, and, and I was saying, I was telling Cody too, uh, I could speak for Maestro, I talked to him a while back, and he said, yeah, make sure, you t- <laughs> make sure you tell Ed, we appreciate it, he had to move on to bigger things too, he got promoted his job, and ended up working, uh, moving to Hammett, so I haven't, I only see him maybe once every six or eight months now, or whatever, but every time we wow, get together, wow, that's, man. yeah, well, you know how his head, everybody moves on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But that's all we sure, talk about sure. those, those days, man, because it was awesome. So, hey, man, I appreciate it. Don't forget for the people uh, listening, check out LFA 76, Ogden versus Brown. It's tomorrow. You can check it out on Access TV. And if you keep up with Ed on social media, he'll keep everybody posted, let everybody know what's going on. And uh, hopefully, Ed, I'll see you somewhere down the line. All right, my friend? Definitely, man. Definitely, Thank man. you. Thank you. Absolutely. Ed Soros, everybody, make sure you check him out. Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap everything up. Ed Soros, everybody. Wow, that's <laughs> that's a quick cutoff. I was ready, ready to uh, get knocked out. Sorry, Cody Rhodes had to take a trick. Hey, man, I, I got to tell you, man, it was it was. I had to kind of rush it a little bit or whatever, but it was cool to get those guys on because. And it was funny, like Ed said, he goes, "That doesn't matter," because you know I I was trying to go punk ass first, and then Ed, and then Scotty, so that we could you know do the trifecta or whatever, and ended up going backwards. But like you said, who cares? You know that that's the way it was. So. Cody Rhodes, I'm hoping that maybe somewhere down the line uh, or whatever we can kind of revamp and and bring everything out because there's so many people we couldn't get to, you know. Uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. was a huge integral part of, you know, uh, of the jiu-jitsu movement and stuff. Uh, Jeff Munson, that dude, you know, has been with OTM for such a long time. Those are like the, some of the first guys that were sponsored by On The Mat. So I really would have liked to have got those guys on. I mean, but we would have had to have like a – like a five-hour show, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So real quick before we get out of here, even though you weren't with us that long, give me your <coughs> your fondest uh, memory of, of what we've done so far. Fondest mine was memory. Fondest. My, mine was when you were cooking chicken at the barbecue at, uh, <laughs> what do you call it, at uh, uh, shop. Because you're going, dude, this chicken is awesome, bro, or whatever. And oh, little did you yeah. know, it was oh, yeah. it was El Pollo Loco, and I just said I stayed up all night cooking it. <laughs> that, that was, that was my fondest memory. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Yeah, doing all the live shows with you. 
Yeah, and, uh, and the greatest. Uh, going down to Giovanni Varela's, you know, checking them out over there and seeing, yeah. seeing Judo. Yeah, that was that was yeah in, in its purest form or whatever, you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of good times. But it's good to have them on because it, it brought back a lot of memories. A lot of memories with Scotty, too. I mean, that dude, you know, uh, he's a businessman or whatever, but his, his heart is in jiu-jitsu because he, that's what he said. Hey, man, if you guys are going to be over here, got to train in the gi so you know all the aspects. He goes, got to know what you're talking about or whatever. So yeah, he, he yeah, was definitely. really passionate definitely. about that. And Ed Sorres, too. Dude, Ed Sorres, that guy, whatever he, he has, he deserves because he's worked for it. But it's funny because we were waiting for him at Black House, and he pulled up, and he had a really nice black uh, uh, Cadillac Escalade. And we're talking. Yeah. And, and uh, I was that's when the Sopranos was was like super hot. And I go, dude, I like your Escalade. I go, but I like that like that eggshell color one or whatever. Like Tony Soprano has. And he goes, oh, come back, come walk back here with me. And we walked to the back, and under car cover, he had one like that, like an eggshell nice. color. Nice. Oh, dude, it was it, dude. That car was sweet. I was like, D-. and he was like, you want to drive it, bro, or whatever. Like, no, I didn't even want to drive it. I was too scared that you know I might get <laughs> yeah. something or whatever. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool, man, or whatever. But they were always like that. He won't go to take it. So. That was really cool, and it was really cool of him to take us uh, when we when we left Tap Out or whatever. And like you know, Punk Ass said himself, once Charles passed away, it it just it wasn't the same. That like it was more like a business. It wasn't you know like that that guy had the passion to to do stuff, and he was you know he was always straight up with us, man. You can ask um, uh, Maestro. He would always say, hey, man, this is what you got to do. Don't do this because, you know, this is the first impression that they're going to get of you. And if it's bad, it's going to stick with them and all that. He was always, you yeah. know, real yeah. real stickler for the business and, and, and the passion for MMA and stuff like that. So it, it, it sucked. I mean, when when I got the word that he passed away, I didn't believe it. And then when it came, you know, all true or whatever, it was like, dude, man, why why – this guy or whatever but then yeah. you know just things happen and we move on but for us we got lucky we got lucky that ed was right there and it's like dude come over here and he was real cool and scotty too so so unfortunately you know for now this is this is what it's going to be we're going to you know um have the final show hopefully somewhere down the line we'll be able to bring it back but if we don't or whatever at least we had this you know what i'm saying cody Rhodes. yep and totally. then now it totally. sucks it sucks because you moved to Arizona, and does anybody call you Cody Rhodes in Arizona? No. No, they do not. not. (laughs) Yeah, you need to come back over here because they still call, hey, how's Cody Rhodes or whatever? And I'm like, he's in Arizona, man. He's frying out there. And they're like, ah. So, uh, you know, you got to come back over here where we can call you Cody Rhodes, dude. I mean, I mean, it just goes without saying. So, anyways, so, hey, I appreciate you coming on, you know, and and helping me out. I'm the most computer illiterate person world so i'm glad like like cody to to help me out or whatever like i was saying i might have to send him the mics uh ups or whatever so he can upload the the shows that we did at the lucha expo or whatever mm-hmm. but, but that's it right because after the 17th we can't we can't do anything anymore right that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, no so no unfortunately, <laughs> the Lucha Expo, I'll try to put a couple of the of the interviews we did with the phone on there, if I can figure that out, and then we'll go from there. How about that, Cody Rhodes? Sounds great. Sounds great. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate everything you've done for me, man. Hopefully, you know, later on down the line somewhere we can bring everything back. Maybe we could even come back stronger than ever. Or maybe I'll take a computer class or something. And we'll well, that would be to, great. Uh, great. <laughs> yeah, to go from there. So, All right, Cody Rose. Uh, don't forget for the people listeners, Ink and Beard Designs Christmas is right around the corner. Halloween mm. 
is right down the street or whatever. So yeah. if you want to check out Ink and Beards, hey, I like those little lamps, remember, that uh, Shanti made that yeah. had all the little uh, Nightmare Before Elm Street and stuff like that. Those are really cool. So make sure you check out Ink and Beards. Is it inkandbeard.com or what is it on the Facebook? Inkandbeard Ink Design on Instagram, on Instagram and, Facebook. and Facebook. Okay, perfect. Check that out. And you can check out Cody Anderson. He's he got to follow him. He's catching bats and doing all kinds of stuff yes, out there yeah, in Arizona. So. And is Shanti actually on, a, on another roller derby team out there? She is. She, she just is. had her first, hey, had her first two, games two games not too long ago. Too long so, uh, so, uh, yeah, and you we'll know what? We happens. mess around and stuff, but I, that was like one of the best times I had. I had so much fun out there. Uh, it yeah. sucked that I didn't win the raffle, but no, no big uh, deal. I was. I still have a raffle. Yeah. So, so uh, make sure you check them out on all the social media. And Cody, I'll keep in touch with you. Hopefully, we can get out there to Arizona one of these days, and we can all meet up in Vegas Absolutely. or something. I, I, just I got a spare bedroom now. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon, Cody Rhodes, for the people listeners on the Mat Radio. A huge thank you for listening. It's been a great uh, uh, seven years with On the Mat, so hopefully we'll be back somewhere near in the near future. All right, Cody Rhodes, get us a heck out of here. I'll talk to you soon, my man. See ya. Yeah.